Ready, set, go. It's time to hit the mark. This that show you need to know about. We set ourselves apart. Sports talk at the pinnacle. We got all the knowledge covering every level. Helping these young men get to college. Got the coverage of a DB. Vision of a QB coming at you like a DN. Let all of that sink in. Working in the weight room. We can't take no days off. Doing drills and they not looking. That's what make us stand out. Don't worry about how much time is left. We got it planned out. Execution elite footwork nasty when we running routes. Accuracy off the chain. We been on it from the start. Reaching for the sky. Hitting the bullseye. We on the mark. What it do, what's happening, happy new year We're back in the house with the Fishbowl Radio Network The On Your Mark Show, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel Every play I compete Man, it's off-season now, lots of things We're going to be having a great conversation about the transfer portal And off-season goals for high school athletes But we're going to start with 7 on 7 Got one of the top programs in the state, definitely in the country One of the, probably the founding fathers of the, the 7 on 7 game is, As far as it's branching out Team Grind, Coach Law, my guy, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, getting back in the swing of things. Vacation's over. Uh, ready to get back to work. Uh, next class. Next grinding session. You already know what time it is. I sure do. Coach Jay, how you doing, baby? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's get with it. First, Coach, we appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. Team Grind is one of the top uh, organizations, in my opinion, around the country. Been following these guys for a while. Uh, the reason we brought him here is we want to give you a little insight on what you should be looking for in a 707 program and how it helps your kids, your your player in development. Now, Coach, how did you guys get started? What was the genesis of uh, Team Grind? Well, um, I want to say back in about 2015, uh, I was already helping high school students uh, maneuver their way from high school to college, and that's a big step. Um, and I was approached on the side to do athletes as well. And so with the whole athletic side of it, um, doing workouts, putting it all together, um, I want to say, say 2017 is when it kind of came official for Team Grind. Uh, for us, eight individuals. Started with eight, picked them all up, two, uh, me and another person in a car. Um, I had a Chevy Camaro, uh, he had a Nissan Altima, and we got busy. And so we went to any park, um, any high school that was available, uh, grew that um, all the way to what you see today, uh, up to, I would say last trials was 101 guys came out. Uh, last year we had 179 guys uh, actually playing a tournament for us. Uh, five, uh, five teams, two varsity, uh, a 15U, a middle school, and a 12U. Uh, traveled all across the country. Um, and I told y'all since day one, uh, we had some young guys that were really going to uh, peak, uh, show what they had to do, and uh, got, got some side eyes. But after that first tournament, it kind of sh showed what, what we can actually do as a program. Well, definitely, you know, we've had a chance to be on the ground floor from watching you guys grow. From the beginning. 101 guys at a time. At a tryout, that's that's unheard of. We're talking about you can have 101 guys in a college program, you know, yeah. 101 guys for a tryout, and th that means that some of those guys are not going to get a chance to make it. So, uh, just talk a little bit about how seven on seven is key to these guys' development in the off season. I think that's you know what some people don't know about if they're not really interested in the game. You know, what does that 
what does that look like for uh, guys coming in trying to get you know get that work get keep themselves in shape as well and, and also the development part yeah so what we do outside of other programs is we're we stay in contact with their head coach um, we make sure that the right guys are in the, making the right fits. Um, we don't want to go or deviate too much outside of what they're coaching them. Um, so we kind of have like a rough draft of a kid of where do I need to get him before spring ball? Um, we understand that there's different classes. You got 6A all the way down. Um, so we know some guys are going to be hitting spring ball right at the in the uh, beginning to end of April. And so with that being said, we have – from January till April to get those guys ready. Um, and then the rest of the guys, we travel all the way through from April till June, June till their fall, fall ball. So every kid in every class ha- goes by their own structure. As far as seven on seven is concerned is it helps you on the third and eighth. When you when you got a zero coverage, who can you really trust? Are you going to trust your wide receivers to, to go nine so that you can come back to eight? Or are you going to have DBs that don't really understand the mixed concepts in, in zone coverages? What is the offense really trying to bait you into doing? Are you going to bite the cheese? Are you going to do your job and, and, and rely on the rest of your teammates? Defense is a, uh, is a lot about communication. So when we're talking about seven on seven, the biggest thing on um, – um, our offense nightmare is a defense that communicates, that is there for each other. Nobody's hot dog and everybody's there for each other. And so uh, with that, you get to go against some of the best kids in the nation. And so uh, right here in Dallas, as you see, we have three state champions, uh, three state champions um, at the high schools around here. That, that says a lot because they've been doing it on a high level for a long time. Now, you talked about the relationship with the high school coaches. I think that's a misnomer that 707 gets uh, that, you know, you guys don't communicate with the high school coach. I think that you have to have that uh, even balance to make those guys a holistic approach as, as development in a player. Speak on that just a little bit because I think you guys are unique in that you allow that relationship to be development, uh, developed. You know, I know that you guys had a really, really close uh, relationship with South Oak Cliff and those guys – uh, the Southern Sector, a lot of those guys have come through your program. Um, I would say that the biggest thing that we were, when we started our program, was the relationship, the foundation. Um, I did not, when we, our first trip was to Vegas, um, a coach was like, I never knew that y'all are going to Vegas. No, I want the high school coach to know our schedule. Hey, if a kid actually has track, then we don't need them that 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 weekend we can try to find a substitute um that's track is big with the high school coaches um we had some kids that were pl- uh playing under their high school coach as a linebacker or a lineman and we put them at linebacker and at safety so then we actually had more film on him backpedaling breaking and opening so when it came down to recruiting we were able to give that film to the high school coach to the recruiter and then they had the film. We, we want just to be an extra resource, um, and we understand that everything has to go through the high school. I know it because I come from the academic side. So there's really, to me, in our program, there's nothing that we can do, I'll say athletically, if you're not handling your, your business in the classroom. So for us, as we, we mandate certain things for certain guys to be in our program, you have to maintain certain things. You cannot be posting certain things. And then as a high school coach, why wouldn't you want that? I know that sometimes my coaches, after a full year, they're tired. 
All right, they're they're trying to be back with their families. Everybody is in a relationship, you know. You know, with me, I'm I'm married, so I understand the relationship when it comes to when I'm about to go in season. I know that I have to spend a little bit more time around the house before I actually get to it. So uh, it lets the back end be a lot more comfortable and it's not uh, stressful. So when they're with us, they know that their kid is not um, going to be any danger. Uh, we 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 dot our eyes and we cross our T's and. We, with our program and how we're structured, we stay on those kids and, and we don't let up because we understand um, it's a lot bigger than just Dallas. It's a lot bigger than just Fort Worth. It's a lot bigger than just Texas. And that's what you start to see on some of these circuits and, and be able to expose it. Um, as far as our practices and our tournaments, uh, we invite the, uh, the high school coaches out there if they wanted to see anything that we're teaching, anything that we're coaching, um, that they see that they want us to either do more or less of, that they'll be right there to let us know. Any 7 on 7 team, if you're already in the, the space, if you want to get into the space, these guys, and, and I say this a lot, are guys that you really want to, to look at their program. You know, we, we talk about this every weekend during the season. And when I'm talking to seven on seven coaches, is you you're, should be a accent to the high school coach. Everything should go through them because they're actually on loan to you, and you want to be able to send them back better than when they left them um, from the high school side. Because otherwise, the high school coaches are not going to want to continue to let their kids go and play. So. That relationship has to be sound. That relationship has to be constant. And these guys do an amazing job. And this is something that I know firsthand because I've watched them every time they're at, at my tournament. They give me a lot of flack. But, <laughs> you know, but I, very love passionate, the way, I love you know? the way they Nothing coach. wrong with passion. I love and it too. <clears throat> the passion is second to none. But these guys really coach, and they, they coach at a high level. But it's not just – the, the coaching part, they do everything. And, and, and I tell this to guys, if you're not doing everything else while those guys are with you, you're just babysitting. If you're mm -hmm. just coaching seven on seven, you're babysitting. You're not doing them any, any justice because you're not helping them at the most important time in the off season is when their recruiting should be going up. If you're not helping them with that, helping them understand the nature of recruiting, you're, you're, you're not doing them any justice. So these guys do an amazing job. So, man, guys, if you don't know the, the, the roadmap, reach out. I'm sure he's not going to tell you everything, but, you know, he'll, he'll tell you enough to help you guys get going. If not, we'll tell you. Yeah. you know? But the key is, again, if you have a program, 7-on-7, seven seven, help those babies understand where to go and, and how to get there. Show them the way versus just playing ball. It's bigger than that. Yeah. Well, just to be on top of that is that's what you, I think you asked earlier is, you know, when parents are looking for a 7-on-7 seven -seven program, a lot of them are popping up. Uh, a lot Absolutely. of them are, you know, it's just like circuits and tournaments. A lot of them are there, but you just got to choose the right ones. Um, for our program, you're not going to see us in 15 tournaments. That's just not uh, acceptable for what we're trying to do. We're trying to get you ready for spring ball, and we're trying to get you ready for fall ball. And we have two days out of the week, mainly on the weekends, is when we get to touch you. And so out of that two times, 
you know, it's all about, you know, your commitment to the grind of what you're going to get out of it. And that's what kind of what you see is the, the result and the product, because some of them kids you don't know of. And then you go to a tournament and, hey, man, who, who is this? And, and that's all it takes. And um, that's when I say the high school coach still has to be involved because some of those guys who get that tape or on that actually go viral, they're calling the high school coach and they're offering right then and there. So that's where I kind of defeat the purpose of you can't get any offers off of seven on seven. Well, they can see that same potential. And then when they cut on the tape, it, it kind of shows then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean? so right. Even the tape, you know, depending what what high school you go to and what system, um, and that's real big, and that's not really being talked about. It's not that the parents decide what the school is, and it, and I look at it in my sister. We have three. I have three nephews in the Garland area. They went off of education, then they went off of sports, and then they went on. So it's a long list of things that you got to look at to. I would say differentiate between your your normal self and a kid like you from another state. Absolutely, and, and that's why we're talking about that transfer portal and everything. You can't you can't be waiting right now. Right, and uh, the word that, that that struck me, which just says differentiate. We've been talking about this on uh, you know consecutive shows. You have to differentiate yourself from the person at your same position. If you don't know how you stack up against them, then you may not know where you're going to go or end up. And I think that's important. And, you mentioned it and that leads into my next question. How do you guys, uh, you know, differentiate but try, trying to get these guys on this level? Okay, this guy needs this much work, but, hey, we got a guy that's not getting this much work, but he needs it to kind of polish his game off. So talk about that a little bit. Well, every year you're going to get some kid, and, and for us it's a story. Um, every year we've had one, um, quarterback all the way down. Um, so we just kind of been lucky to be able to have an eye within our coaching staff uh, through the evaluation period to say, okay, some, some coaches will fight for a kid when we're having a vote with them. And he can announce to it because he had our uh, tryout practice film, so we had to upload it. I had coaches, hey, your coaches are asking for access to this. I sent out the wrong link on accident so at midnight he's getting like 16 <laughs> hey, hey this ain't working I'm, I'm doubling because they want to go through the film they're trying to evaluate so when you're looking at a kid and seeing what what you see right then and there and then what you see what can happen in a year or in the off season that's where the switch up comes um that's where you find your gems yeah um we had a kid that went through a COVID period uh Braden Shager Highland Park Yes. Ooh. You know, he started from uh, the very first time we saw him was in eighth grade. And in eighth grade, we knew if we didn't have a senior throwing, we would have picked him. And so we had him for four years. Then yep. we had, you know, Kevin for one. And then we were mad that we had Kevin for one. Um, we saw it right there in tryouts like, hey, his arm is live. Can we do something with it? Can we get his head right? And uh, we just have an excellent coaching staff that actually brings that out of you. And there is no choice to get it out of you because in practice we are going at it. And you're going to get in most of our practices be are really harder than the tournaments. So by the time that they get to that point, 
you'll get it, you'll see a little glimpses of that within the year and the coaches actually rely on them they'll actually listen the biggest thing is about the communication and that's why seven on seven is a little bit bigger than just the game it's you're teaching them the game you're teaching them situational football hey coach this are my top three plays in this situation i'll know he can he's gonna go get it. i've seen it before if they give us this look we know what we're going to instead of having to hey hold on time out let's go to the sideline let everybody regroup and that that's kind of what what kind of kills some of these kids nowadays and so with us we're a fast tempo we're, we're teaching you multiple plays what you're going to get in college you're just not going to be able to go through your bread and butter plays you're going to have 100 plays to go over and can you actually execute on the field. Um, our coaches want you to see it. Defensively uh, is the same way. We're giving you multiple coverages. We're giving you multiple things to look at. Um, and then we're giving you checks. So can you actually do that? And can you do it on your own because we're not on the field with you? And so that's kind of how we go in and out. But uh, as far as seeing the kids, you see it in a tryout. You might see a glimpse or a coach might fight for them. Or you'll, uh, for us, we'll have uh, sometimes we'll go through their uh, social media and then we'll find a, um, a huddle link or a video of them. And then we're like, well, that's what got our eye. Can we tweak some things and, and make it up? So, yeah, we sit down as a staff. What's the story with the hat? with Kevin. A lot of people may not know. What's the story with the hat? So, Kevin... <laughs> um, I love hearing story. <laughs> Me too. Kevin just decided to... He went to a gas station and everybody wanted, was wearing some type of hat. Kevin picked the Bass Pro hat. And at first, we're like, you know, Kevin, what of all hats that you could pick, you picked this Bass Pro hat. Like, alright, I, I guess. Um, in the Atlanta tournament, that's when Kevin just flipped the switch. And the kid just never lost in that hat. Everybody from the city started grabbing that hat. Um, from the state started grabbing this Bass Pro hat. The country started grabbing this Bass Pro hat. Uh, then when he wins the state championship, which is the very first time soccer does it, of course, he really they gave him the Texas hat, but he would rather have that Bass Pro hat. And so it just blew up from there. Everybody and they, they mama wanted a Bass Pro hat. And I, I, re, I reached out. Bass Pro on Twitter is needed to give him uh, a shot. I'm just going to ask you know that. I mean? He needs to have an NIL. Bass Pro, come on, man. Hey, he, he started that. And he I don't think people that, really know that. that and way, that's why I wanted to bring yeah. that right. up. Right. So Bass Pro, listen, man. Y'all need to pay my guy. Kevin Drop Henry Jennings, check, check him out, man. Drop you know that what I'm saying? Check. That's hey, real, man. Most you know, we kind of saw it from the ever see in, from in the get go. Yeah, you know, a live arm, crazy, and now yeah. everybody's wearing it. I mean, this is like two two he, and a half years he later. Started. Yeah, yeah, he, he, and, he and I don't think that. it's ever going to stop. No, you know what I mean, no. I think that for him, it was it. He set a trend, and he didn't even know it. Right, he didn't know it. He started to grow on his own. The little kids started to see it because we'll have brothers, little brothers of the kids who are playing so they'll be around them um, and that whole year from the first tournament to the last tournament to him making that state run we knew it was going to happen so it, it wasn't it wasn't a shock for us um, even coming after Kevin we thought well I, I don't know and then I sat down with y'all last year and I said I had a kid out of Capel uh, that's a freshman that he, he he's starting to open up some eyes, and then we had a kid at a uh, Lake Highlands as well that started to open up some eyes. It started to grow, and so from there it just it it, it kind of blew blew up. Now, when you say 
coaching. I'm going back to seven on seven. Y'all not on the field. Do you stand behind or do you stand on the sideline? Well, the offensive guys will stay stand behind the quarterback, and that's just to get the the play out there. But as as far as the checks, uh, we have a smart quarterback now that kind of knows where where to go. Uh, as far as um, defensive wise, we're totally on the sideline. So you, that's where I felt like it's kind of it's heartbreaking as a defensive coordinator is sometimes you're trying to yell all the way over to that other corner on the opposite sideway, and you can't do that. But an offensive guy, he's right there in the middle of the field, so he can, of course, you know, coordinate and joystick how he, how he chooses. So it's a, it's a give and take. Well, that gives him a little bit of advantage. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen it sometimes in the middle of the turn. Oh, hey, he's telling him where to throw it. Well, what do you want him to do? You know, he's his offensive coordinator. Of course, yeah. he has to kind of learn those Things. And it usually starts out at the younger age where they're kind of directing traffic. The older they get, the more experience they get, the more hands-on you are. They tend to grow up through that and, and develop mm-hmm. that instinct, you know, instinctively. That's what you kind of want. Yeah. Now, uh, the key thing that I love about you is you always talk about the academic side. So speak on what you guys do academically for the kids in your organization. I think that's a key piece that a lot of people don't know about. So we ask for, in our group, to maintain at least an 80 to an 85 in all their classes. And how we check that is either getting progress reports or their report card. And we ask it from their parents as well. If they don't provide a report card, then they're running. So it's either we're going to give you, you're going to give me the report card, which is going to show me the damage, or you're going to tell me the damage before it happens. So it then gives them the life lesson of, hey, man, you need to stay on top of your, you know, and that's our our whole program is built off accountability. We're going to hold you accountable in everything. Um, I find independent scholarships for them that I send out uh, monthly to the parents that, that want uh, to, to view this list. And it'll be probably 10 to 15 pages of just independent scholarships that they can write in, 45 words that tell me about drunk driving, companies that are trying to let money go to kids that need it. Um, so I send that to them. If they need help in certain classes, we have certain um, resources that they can use for those set classes, especially for their core classes, uh, where you know sometimes everything is virtual now. So we, we set them up on, on those things. Um, we have a network and a guide uh, that lets us set up academic advisors per student. And then we learn your learning styles. We learn how you learn, teach you how you learn, and how you kind of break down certain classes, certain tests, what to look for. Um, And then be able to provide that to you so you can then provide it to your coaches. Like, hey, I'm a visual learner. So everything that you're writing is good, but can you show me on the board? Um, Because I am that way. So we give them them tools to to kind of assist them and help them, which we didn't know back in the day you would need. But now you have those people around you. The mentoring aspect, uh, their coaches take them under their wing for everything. So any time that you call them uh, within the night or hopefully we're not sleep because we we actually go to sleep at a decent hour. These kids don't. Um, (laughs) So when you really look at those type of things, um, we're just well-rounded in those areas. Now, final question, uh, the mentorship part that kind of leads where I'm going. Uh, you know, been around you guys for a while. I know that you guys are key in that. Uh, you you have a, a, a morning message that you kind of send out every week, every day. I notice those things all the time within the – once you're in the fold in the team grind, mm-hmm. geared up for success. Talk about that a little bit 
and then what the mentorship means uh, to your program. Well, the Geared Up for Success is what our, our logo was all about, Team Grind. Um, we wanted to outwork everybody. So if we only had two days to work with you, within those two days, we're working three to six times within those two days to get you um, caught up and then surpass your goal because we're all on the track. Um, so that was you know, what we really looked at for as far as the logo was concerned. Um, we actually got it trademarked this year, went through a long two-year process just to get that, that just trademarked within our, our, our group. As far as the mentoring aspect and the morning messages, um, I used to get them um, from my sister, and then I turned those things into morning messages that I send out to everybody else. Uh, Monday through Friday, we send it to our guys to say, okay, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to work out. Well, if somebody's already sent you a message, then use that message for the day. Um, it turned into, you know, just sending it out a couple of people, then, then it turned out to now I'm sending out personal text messages, probably like a hundred um, every morning to individuals, coaches, um, it doesn't matter what profession, uh, if you've been in a program and you just want it um, down to our uh, to the masses on social media to get it to everybody so hopefully uh, with us is soon we'll have an app that it goes to so that I don't have to cut down on my individual but no it's just something to brighten your day right um, something that you can use for uh, for a workout anything um, down loss of uh, life within a family, hey, it's something to keep me motivated. Um, so I, it, it's something that we use for the kids. Um, each day has its own meeting. Uh, as you can tell, you know, uh, one at Wednesdays had its own meeting. Uh, Hug a hater Thursdays, you know, is, is is a big hit for some people. They use that that Thursday for a really good motivation. But it's just giving you that extra boost. Well, man, I think that that's, you know, Get up for success. It's what you guys have been doing. The track record speaks for itself. Absolutely. Uh, definitely know that you guys are successful. And one of the top programs around, if you don't know, Team Grind, get to know them. Where can they find you guys at on social media? Uh, team Grind on all f social media platforms. Uh, team Grind, all one word. Uh, as far as uh, um, I would say, teamgrind.org uh, is our website that you can go to and, and look at it. And should hit us up on all social media platforms. Definitely. We're going to take a small break here on the On Your Mark Show, powered by Epic Sports Apparel. We'll bring back one of the top players around the country, not just in the state of Texas, in the class of 2023, and Bruce Batman Mitchell here on the On Your Mark Show. It's that time of year when you're looking for uniforms for your baseball team, your softball team, maybe even your basketball team, or either you want to look lightning fast on the track, holler at Epic Sports Apparel. We can get you that gear that you need to be epic every play you compete. Do you just wake up and go hard? Do you rewrite the narrative? Follow Epic Sports Apparel on Twitter, and I am Epic247, on Instagram, at Every Play I Compete, and on Facebook, at Epic Sports Apparel. Rewrite your narrative. Just wake up and go hard. Be epic. What's happening? It's your boy Mark Henry back on the On Your Mark show. Powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel. Every play I compete. Do you just wake up and go hard? Be epic. We have a new studio home. Fishbowl Studios. The On Your Mark show is going to bring it to you every Wednesday. Every week we're going to talk recruiting, the best games around the state, and in the DFW. We'll get parents, players, coaches involved right here at Fishbowl Studios. Wednesday from 11 to 12. You can follow us on Facebook at On The Mark Sports. On Twitter.
Twitter at MarkHen44. On IG, Instagram at MarkHen underscore 44. We are epic every week. Check out the On Your Mark show at Fishbowl Studios. We out. We're back here on the On Your Mark show, proud and sponsored by Epic Sports Repair Every Player Compete, live from the Fishbowl Radio Network. Got one of the top players in the state of Texas, Bruce Batman Mitchell, senior class of 2023, headed to Jackson State University. First of all, congratulations on that. Frisco Lone Star High School. We're going to talk about the recruiting process a little bit. We also have his dad here, Bruce Mitchell, and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, this is a unique situation, and this is the reason that we brought uh, Bruce and uh, Batman in, is to talk about recruiting in general. Now, if you don't know about Bruce, he's probably been on the, you know, on the scene, at least in my eyes. I met him as a freshman, probably at a camp. And he's been, you know, stellar from there. We're talking about a guy that can play on both sides of the ball, 6'1", 185 pounds. I think, you know, he could probably make his – I like him at defensive back because of his aggressiveness, but, you know, he could probably play in the slot on the outside. He's going to have the chance to do that now. But, uh, Bruce, just talk about how you got involved with football first shortly, and then we'll start to get into high school. Well, I've uh, been playing football since I was around eight years old. Um, my cousin actually was actually my first coach. Um, that's the first time they let my my parents let me play. So that was just a cool experience to have one of my family members as my head coach. So I value that a lot. Well, uh, Big Bruce, dad here. Now, when did you see just the potential out of uh, young Bruce when you knew that he could play at a high level? So I guess going back to that experience when my cousin was his first head coach, I didn't want to play football until like seventh grade. I figured it was too much wear and tear on the body. Um, he ended up playing on a sixth grade team. No, I'm saying he was a fourth grader then. He's playing yeah. on a fifth grade team, was a fourth grader, ended up being the MVP of the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I think kind of then my cousin kept telling me, I told you so. And from that point on, we've been rocking. Well, definitely, you've been rocking, man. Uh, let's get into recruiting just a little bit. That's mm-hmm. why we're here. Uh, Bruce had over 15 offers uh, you know, from schools around the country. Uh, was one of the most decorated players to come out of Frisco Lone Star here recently. Playoff tested, uh, you know, camped a lot. Just talk about how you went about selecting that a little bit, camps and stuff, because that's what we're talking about here in the offseason, 707. He was involved in that as well. Mm -hmm. What was that process like? It was really kind of, as far as camp go, it was really kind of trying to see where I can get offered it. You know, I went to La Tech, uh, did the camp. I went to SMU, did the camp. Um, I was really just going to places, especially this year. I was going to places where I knew I could go there, show out, and be one of the best players there. So put myself in the best position to get an offer. Now, Dad, what's that conversation like between you guys? Because that's important. You know, the parent has to be involved. And you've been stellar. Every time I see him, I see you. Right. So what's that conversation like? Uh, it's a it's a village approach. You know, we talk to his trainers, his head coaches. We talk to Coach Jay a lot about the process. Um we learned early in the process that other states love kids from Texas. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it was more than just going to local camps to just being a guy everybody knew to going somewhere where people would say, oh, my God, who was that? And so we did that approach. Uh, we, we did probably more unofficial visits than camps. We went to schools that were flirting with him to kind of see what we thought about it, you know, spend a couple of days there, get a feel for the community and decide if it would be a good opportunity because we knew – he was going to go school free at this point. Uh, it was all about trying to make sure we had a place that we all felt comfortable with him leaving. 
And 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 funny enough, Jackson State was probably the only place we went to where my wife and I both said we feel good about leaving him here and then look how God circled that thing back around. Yeah. Mm, God is good. Amazing. God is Absolutely. good. God is good. Absolutely. 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 And we're going to get into a little bit more depth to recruit. But talk about the visits a little bit because there's a misnomer that some people don't know about. How do you go about setting that up? What's the process like for that? So the first process is obviously having a relationship with the coach and then um, – you kind of just go from there, scheduling the visits and stuff. Sometimes they they they'll tell you they want you to come on a unofficial, and then after that you come up there, you take visit pictures, obviously, which is everybody's favorite part, and then you uh, see the school and stuff like that. So it's it's a cool experience for sure. Uh, I've probably been on, I would say more than ten unofficial visits um, from schools like Texas, um, Texas A and M. Baylor, TCU, just Kansas, State. Kansas, Kansas State, State, Jackson State, Arkansas. Um, Arkansas yeah, uh, yeah, it was it, it was a pretty cool experience, just being on them campuses and getting to see all of them, all of those um, facilities and everything like that. Now, talk about what I I think that people don't know about is when you get that call. What's that like? You know, how are you feeling? You know, of course, in your case, it was, it was probably a lot. Where you got them all the time. Mm-hmm. So how do you decipher on who you want to talk to, who you kind of want to visit, and things like that? It's kind of just a, it's kind of just like a feel. I feel like, cause you kind of know who's really, you know, talking to you for real, and who's just, you know, giving you a story. You know, that's that's how I like to say it. Um, especially with uh, Jackson State coach staff, I use them in, as an example. They um, they really believe in me, and I can tell by the, how the phone call goes. So I I appreciate them and then, you know, other coaches that just call you just to talk for a little bit and see kind of where your head's at. I appreciate them as well. Now let's talk about your social media presence. I think that was one thing that kind of sets him apart. Very heavy on it. Uh, You were always, you know, posting the correct things. Uh, I think that has to be said as well. Uh, The right highlights, the right workouts. How did you go about scheming that up? Well, that was really me and my dad. Uh, that was a joint together thing. Um, we've always, you know, decided, okay, this would be best to post now, and then this would be best to post. But um, he's been he's been a, a huge help with that over the years since what sixth, seventh grade. I, I think Stefan told me make us win it back. Sixth grade. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's been it's been a it's been a long journey, especially with Twitter, because um, we've grown so much on twitter and um yeah man it's just it was it's been it's been kind of crazy to think about like where we were then and then where we are now with twitter it's just it's 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 pretty cool yeah it's definitely big and it you know it's a key case and i think that's what makes you uh, a little bit different from some of the other guys who were heavy on that now he said you were involved in that talk about trying to weed through that and make sure the right thing is going because you know, a young guy, you know, right. splash plays, you know, they call it getting lit or, you know, head topping and things like that. How do you kind of go about that roundabout from the parents' perspective to kind of make it all work? We are a football family. Um, and so we we sit down on <coughs> Saturday mornings at breakfast and we look through the film. He highlights the plays he wants to tweet out. And then uh, I make him hold them until Monday because in my mind the coaches are getting prepared for games on Saturday. And on Sunday, they got meetings and the parties trying to spend time with their family before they go back to work. And so Mondays, uh, we have an alarm set on the phone to, to post that film at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, that's been successful for us. So that's one free nugget for everybody out there. Uh, yeah. Another thing is we always try to take the advice of his coaches. So if it's a play that may be great for him and another kid looks bad, we won't post it mm. unless it's a, a, a kid we're playing against. So we always want to look out for teammates. Um, his head coach has been real hands-on with our approach as far as what we release and what we don't release. And then I just – I've had the, the blessing of building a big enough circle to get told, hey, I, I, don't tweet that, or hey, take that down, or hey, call him, or hey, why hasn't he posted this, or why hasn't he posted that? So we've been blessed to be in a circle. We're not original Texans, so we moved here when he was in the sixth grade. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's been a whirlwind from there. We've always been good around, you know, surrounded by good people, so God has been good to us. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned coaches, trainers, uh, you know, people that – the extra work. I think that, you know, if you want to be elite, those are the type of things that we've been talking about here for probably two or three months. So how do you go about selecting the right coaches and the right trainers to get him to be the, you know, the perfect match? I, uh, you know, it's kind of like buying a car. You know, you, you go to somebody, you know, they got a good car, and if they had a good salesman, then you go to the lot and see if you can't buy one yourself. Um, and then you look at the, especially here in the Metroplex, there's only a few dudes that are dudes, let's just be honest. You Absolutely. Got, you know, when he was playing offense, we were, we were Coach Hooks, we were D-Rob, uh, Travis Wilson. Then when we switched over the defense, he's been Clay Mack, uh, Coach Flight, and Ronnie Braxton. So we just always mm-hmm. try to go where there were pros so he could see what it looked like. Um, he's had the pleasure of, you know, guarding the NFL guys the last couple of years. He's had the pleasure of going with Under Armour All-Americans, Army All-Americans. He's been an Army All-American. He's been a freshman All-American. So we've seen good football from mm-hmm. coast to coast, yeah, and he's had the pleasure and the opportunities to see what it looks. So now that I know when I drop him off at school next week, I'm not worried about him. He's going to be absolutely fine. There's nothing he hadn't seen. Defense is plug and play. I'm like you. I want him to go on the defensive side. Uh, I know when coach calls cover two, he don't have to look around and see what to do. He knows right. where he needs to be. He can mm-hmm. tell the guy in front of behind him right. what it be because he's a football. You know, he's a, actually his IQ is probably up there with a quarterback. He he knows the entire eleven assignments on the football field. Mm-hmm. Now, for you, how uh, have you built those relationships with those guys? Because you, you have to be comfortable, mm-hmm. but you also have to, uh, you know, allow yourself to be coasting and be pushed. Uh, you know, those are some of the top guys in the game, yeah. you know, in my opinion. So talk about that a little bit. What you mean? Like the coaches, you know, the, like coach the training, okay. you know, yeah. okay. how, your relationship with them. You know, how does that help you to advance, to improve your game, taking those nuggets from them and taking it back to the field? Well, for me, it's just I want to be great. So I listen to everything they tell me, everything they try to instill in me. I'm very coachable. So um, every time, every time they telling me to do this, that's what that's what I'm gonna do. Cause I know I know they they've coached those top guys and they've been at that level, which is why I surround myself with people that's been at that level that I want to be at. So yeah, I mean everything they tell me, I'm gonna do it because they know, you know. Absolutely. Now let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, you know, we talked about the offers. Over fifteen, you go through really, a bunch really, of really twenty plus if we tell the truth. Right, yeah, right, really twenty plus. So, non-committable and committable offers. We had this conversation on the way up into the studio. Um, talk about that a little bit and how important it is to decipher through those the difference between those. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with you, Dad, and then Batman. Right. You can answer. Right. Uh, how do you decipher through that and explain to them? The difference, because you guys have been through the recruiting cycle for a number of years now. You made a decision to go with Jackson State. You were committed to SFA before. Uh, you know, things didn't work out. So just talk about that a little bit. I know that, you know, if I could cycle back four years ago when we got our first offer on a Saturday morning from Illinois State, 
in my mind, that's where he was going to school at. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that uh, the one thing I would tell people is if you're an early offer kid, don't even put that school in the equation. Um, the coach will probably not be there when it comes time for you to commit. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I can also tell you that if your kid has to initiate contact from the staff, he's probably not going there. Mm. And uh, the last free nugget I'll drop is uh, all of them lie to you. You have to be comfortable with the one that lies to you the best. Mm. That is. That's very true. That's very true. Um, some offers, like they'll, they'll offer you and then they'll never talk to you again. So it's it's kind of like just navigating like who's really who's really with you and then who's just they're just to offer you, you know, because another school offers you. Um, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of it's that. A lot of that. So just this a thing I would say is just you know, whoever has the best relationship with you, it's not it's not about going to the best school. It's not about that. It's about who who builds the best relationship with you, who you know you're gonna go and you're gonna play, and everything like that. I would say just don't focus on the best school. Just go to the school that you know that you can play at and you know that it's, the coach is going to take care of you. Can I pick it back on that for a second? And that's why, in my mind, it was so important to go on unofficials because uh, you get to talk to kids, number one, that are already there. And, you know, when he comes in, his platform is big enough that he knows people at the schools. Mm. Uh, and then little stuff like going to local restaurants with the language on, you can tell how they treat the football kids. Little stuff like going to Walmart. You know, if we're going to Walmart and we still don't feel comfortable in certain stores, this probably ain't the school for you to go to. Mm -hmm. And so we were, you know, blessed to just be able to travel all across the country <laughs> and go to different <laughs> schools and get a feel for where we thought he would be successful. Even, you know, certain schools we thought we had great relationships with when we got there in person, it wasn't what we thought it was. And so that kind of took some people off the list as well. Now, was distance ever a, a, a thing that you had to consider as far as being a distance from home? Um, and also, you know, you spoke about being comfortable. Um, and unofficials led to that. Mm -hmm. So now you, you know, you kind of had maybe five or six that you were kind of comfortable with it at the beginning before you made your commitment earlier in the year. So how, did that play a role in anything? For me, it did not. Bruce, what's your answer? I mean, like, I mean, it didn't really, this didn't really play a factor to me because I wanted to go somewhere where, like they was gonna support me and my family, and wherever that was, distance wasn't really a thing. What I want to point out, guys at home uh, that are watching the show, is is a few things real quick. Is the relationship between father and son? Oh yeah, um, it, it's very important, and this is something that I stress to to young athletes a lot that you cannot be successful if you don't tap into your best advocates. Mm -hmm. And that is your parents. That's where everything starts. So if you don't respect what they say, if you don't respect their decision, you guys aren't in sync, it's going to be very hard for you to go through this process and be successful. You can do it, but it's just you're going to hit your head a whole lot. So that is very important. Parents, another thing I want to really, really stress to you guys, we've said this on many shows before, the financial obligation, yeah, I know you heard him say unofficial visits. You pay for that, mm. not the school. Trainers, the best trainer. We talked about this many, many times before. I gave him the roadmap years ago. Yeah, he, he followed yeah, he it. It's helping him. So, again, if you're not willing to pay early 
for your kid to get it free later, you're risking the opportunity for your kid to actually get it. So there are a lot of jewels. If I were you guys, I would download this show, save it, save it, save it, watch it again, sit down, watch it with your kid, really get an understanding of what this is all about because you have somebody and watch him see what he does next year. He will be a true freshman. He will ball out. This is not by not an accident. This is something that he talks about every single day. They talk about every day. He put in the work in the class, on the field, away from the field. So everything that he's getting is by design. Never said it was going to be easy because there were bumps in the road for him. But what he's going to get in the future is going to be easier because he understands now that nothing is guaranteed. So I got to earn it. Mm -hmm. Correct. So again, guys. Great, great information. Can I just real quick? It some people would say we were crazy. Mm. You know, we have. They said that about me. Tons yeah, of we have maxed out credit cards to take this boy all over the country. Right. They said that about we, me. We paid for private school so he could play as a freshman. Right. We we have moved to an apartment at one point so he can go to a certain school because we didn't want to play at a certain school that we were zoned for. Mm -hmm. uh, we made unlimited sacrifices for our child. But in my mind, that's what I was raised to do as a parent. Absolutely. There was never any question. Moved to a three-bedroom apartment with, with three kids and two adults and a dog. Okay, cool. So I think that you really have to, if if if, because there's a difference between you wanting it for your kid and your kid wanting it. If you know your kid got it, and people have told me my kid had it a long time, even before I believed it. Right. When, when I figured out that my kid had it, as a parent, it was no different than sending him to space camp if he wanted to be an astronaut, mm -hmm. if he wanted to be a scientist, or send him to go to STEM camp. You have to do for your kids to allow them to chase their dreams. Otherwise, you're like all of us adults with regrets. And I didn't want my child to be like that. That's it right there. And, and piggybacking off of that, one more thing on that is just like you said, you know, if, if you know your kid is going to grow up to be a doctor, you're going to send them to medical Correct. school. You're going to streamline that process. Be and, and, again, you're still taking a chance oh, yeah. on that happening. So this is no no different. But just to have to go through that and, and for people to say, oh, man, you you crazy or whatever, whatever, again, they don't have to believe in the vision because it's not theirs. It's not well, they're paying for their kid to go to school, and I'm not. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 exactly. At the end of the day. So I got to hire ROI. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's what it's all about, putting your kid in a position to where they get that word free, you know? Investment. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Investment. At all pay costs. Now, pay now, and I promise you, the money that they're going to get back now mm -hmm. is way mm -hmm. better than what would have happened had you had to pay for it's it. No right. different than buying a Mercedes and paying for the oil change. <laughs> no, no, doubt. no doubt. No doubt. No, no doubt. No doubt. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, and that's the reason, you know, we appreciate y'all coming in and telling that because a lot of times, you know, everybody sees what's on TV. You know, you got mm -hmm. TCU and Georgia uh, Monday for the national championship, right. but you don't mm -hmm. see what those guys do to get there. Right. Had to go through. Absolutely. What those parents did to get there. There's, there's a village to kind of get it done no to no get no. these guys there. No. Now, before we go, Jackson State. That was the uh, you know where you decided to go. That's where you're going. You're probably headed there this week because mm -hmm. uh, now he spoke about academic. He graduated early, I did. so he had to get that done as I well. Uh, talk about the, that a little bit, and then the decision on JSU. So graduating early, you kind of have to navigate through that process. Um, first, you got to take some senior classes your junior year, and then you got to take some classes over the summer. So just doing all that, my teachers were very helpful. 
um, teachers that came, teachers came in from other schools to help me out actually, that which was, was pretty cool. And, um, they, they helped me out a lot. So I, I really appreciate them. And then the process to get to Jackson State, it was a long one. It was a long one, but, uh, I believe everything happens for a reason. Uh, I think God put me in a situation. He put me that through that adversity so I could handle it. He knew I could handle it. So, I mean, now we're here. Now we're here, D.I. Shout believe. That 375 GPA, though. Don't forget that part. <laughs> Absolutely. That goes along, yes, that goes along with getting yes, there. You know, yes, that, that, yes, that pays the dividends, and you have to get that along with and, and SAT, ACT, all of those things Leverage. wrapped in together. Leverage. Leverage. And then another crazy thing that parents probably don't know is that after he committed to Jackson State the night before he was supposed to sign, he got five offers mm. that night from other schools trying to convince, That happens. But they were trying yeah. to convince mm-hmm. him trying to, to back decommit, yeah. decommit and sign in February rather than go to school for free in January, which made no sense to me. One school didn't, didn't make sense offers, to me either. They didn't even have scholarships. They just said, hey, we'll figure it out. It was a it was an Ivy League school. It had a GPA, yeah. but still, it's like the nature of the beast. Don't fall for the okie doke. <laughs> and we've always said we're not going to be some last minute commit to boost your rival score. Mm-hmm. We're going to go where the love is. Watch what this boy do at Jackson State. We so excited. Absolutely, oh I, I think that's it's the perfect fit. When I saw it, you know, I was like, okay, you know, shaking my head. I'm like, yeah, that that's the fit because he could go on both sides of the ball. Okay. You know what I mean. He returns kicks, everything. He's a Swiss Army knife, you know, and that's the reason that, you know, his value was so high is that he can do it all. And he trains himself mentally also and physically. You know, I've seen him do work at camps and come out and be that guy. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, kudos to you for always being approachable, you know, and kudos to Pops as well. You know, I've been around you guys, you know, on the camp scene uh, for about four years. And, you know, we appreciate y'all every time – Always come up, always spend time, always been approachable and stuff like that. So uh, at Jackson State, do you think you're going to be on the offensive side or defensive side? What's the plan? I definitely know I'm going to be on the defensive side of the ball. But uh, I'm hoping to get a little bit of offense in, of course, because, you know, I always have. So I definitely want to get a little offense in. But defense is kind of, I think, that's where I'm going to make my money at. Um, I can play every DB position on the field. I can play nickel. I can play corner, play safety. Um, they've seen me play all three of those positions. Everybody has. So I'm just looking forward to getting out there and showing everybody what I can do. I'm excited. Man, super excited for you. Talk about the anticipation of playing in the SWAC. I think that's something that people don't yeah. talk about as well, uh, you know, the camaraderie in the SWAC. We talked about this probably a few uh, shows ago, mm-hmm. if not, you know, Going to each game, you know, mm-hmm. is, a, is a thing in itself. You yeah. know, I think that the swag doesn't get as much Party. love. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know, talk about that a little bit. He's got an unfair advantage because his mom and dad are swaggy. So, mm-hmm. okay, we, okay. We, we met at HBCU that I can't root for for four years. <laughs> so, he, as a little kid, he was on the back of the truck passing out beers and homecoming. Yeah, so yeah. I was. He understands. I was. Yeah, I he remember. Understands. The only thing he cannot do is play at any other organization other than Five Beta Six. <laughs> Everything else is wide Okay. I'm okay. cool with it. I mean, okay. <laughs> I got no problem with that. But um, I remember growing up in uh, Little Rock and going to Pine Bluff every weekend, seeing all the swag atmospheres, being around the fans. It's just, it's just always been a crazy experience to me. So that's why I'm so glad that I got blessed with the chance to go to HBCU and play for my people. Um, as I've ever since ever since I went to Jackson State in the spring, I've kind of known I was like, this is kind of where I want to be. 
Like I, I love the atmosphere. I love the fans. I love the people. Like they, they ride for you. No matter what, they're gonna ride for you. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm just excited about this. I'm so excited about this opportunity. I can't wait to show everybody what I can do and just go out there and ball for real. And then another thing I was gonna say, you know, for parents that are in this process, uh, Stefan would say, don't high side schools. So, you know, at, at a point when he got Jackson State, you know, he had Indiana, he had Washington State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was communicating with SMU on a daily basis. And uh, just so happens that the relationship he built with Coach Mathis got him in Jackson State at the last minute because yeah. of their relationship. And so it wasn't even the current staff that opened the door for him. It was Coach Mathis on his way out the door right. to just say, hey, if you still want it, it's still here. Right, And so I always harped on him about every single inbox response, every single request response. I don't care if it's a D3, because that D3 coach could be at Ohio State tomorrow. We never mm-hmm. know. Say it loud. And, and that's what we did. We communicated with every single media person. Like, it, I trained my son to be the president. Yeah. And so it was always shake hands, always looking, always be respectful, take care of men in the classroom, and now everything is coming to fruition. I'm a super proud pop. So he did everything the right way. Kudos to you, kid. Man, kudos you, man. to him. Kudos to your family. Before we get out of here, give me a couple of things that you could share with those underclassmen, and then we'll get out of here. Um, one thing I want to share is um, just know who you can trust. Um, that far, that goes as far as trainers. Um, that goes as far as coaches, college coaches especially, because they they are not very trustworthy. They'll tell you one thing, one thing, and then they'll tell you something else completely different. Um, stuff like that. And then just do everything you can to get here. Don't don't let nobody tell you that your dream is not attainable. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do this or you can't do that. If you want to be great, then go be great. Don't let anybody stop you from being great. Man, well, we appreciate both of you guys for coming out. Catch us next week, every week from 11 to 12 on the Fishbowl Radio Network, powered and sponsored by Epic Sports Apparel. Every player I compete on your mark show, we'll holler at you next week. We out. Hey, ready, set, go. It's time to hit the mark. This that show you need to know about. We set ourselves apart. Sports talk at the pinnacle. We got all the knowledge covering every level, helping these young men get to college. Got the coverage of a DB, vision of a QB coming at you like a DN. Let all of that sink in. Working in the weight room, we can't take no.